Hello and welcome to the one one hundred and six of a second photography podcast episode one hundred and ninety. A few episodes ago, I said I'm much more likely to be going out and doing stuff now. And yesterday I actually met one of my friends, one of my very long time friends in London. And we did a few things in London and we did a little bit of sightseeing and that happened accidentally and on purpose because we booked to go to the viewing platform in the Shard. So we always intended to do a bit of sightseeing, but actually when we got to the Shard, we realised that um, London Bridge is just literally a stone throw away and London Gherkin. And we also went somewhere else that was incredibly close to Buckingham Palace. So we just popped down to Buckingham Palace. Now, I didn't realise all these things were so close when I was packing my bag to go. And really, I, I didn't want to be carrying a camera. I was out meeting a friend. We were doing activities and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bring a 360 camera. So I had my phone on me, a 360 camera, and I took a selfie stick as well for the 360 camera. And it was such a good choice to take that because you would think going up the Shard, you'll get fantastic views and there'll be great photography opportunities. And that's sort of correct and it's sort of not correct as well because you are shooting through glass so you're always going to get some reflections so you're not going to get perfect images because you're shooting through glass it's also quite hazy so yesterday was a very nice summer's day but you can't see for miles and miles because of the haze so you're always going to get some haze and you're always going to get that in long distance or, or telephoto photography anyway so you've always got that to deal with. And I guess part of the challenge in photographing stuff from the Shard is to show scale as well. So I did take some pictures looking down through glass and I just used my phone and I picked things like trains because I could see that two trains were overtaking each other. And I felt that picking trains, it was obvious it was a train and it gave a really good sense of scale and that showed whoever's looking at the photo that we are really high up if a train looks that small you could still tell it was a train so anyway the other thing that would get in the way of doing certain photography is it was very busy in the shard there are people everywhere looking out the window that's what they come for that's what we had come for so you're not going to get great photography so it's not worth taking big kit with it's not worth taking your huge lens with and you have to go through a couple of security points anyway and to be honest I'm pretty sure they wouldn't allow you to take in your huge 300 millimeter lens and your DSLR or mirrorless camera so I used my phone and it's an iPhone it's an iPhone 13 and more and more I'm very happy with the photography I get with this because it's simple it's always on me and the exposure and dynamic range are very good because it uses computational photography. So it's almost like it looks HDR, but you can take it with moving people. You can take it with moving things. It used to be when you did HDR, everything had to be still because three shots were taken one after another and then merged together after the fact in editing. My phone does all of that and it captures a huge dynamic range and it we don't see ghosting because of movement so I used my phone it was fine I got some nice selfies with me in it I got a nice blurred background um, so that looked professional it looked like I'd used a professional camera I took a selfie 
and it, I blurred the background using portrait mode and it looked really good. So I was also able to capture an awful lot more by using a 360 camera. So I took with me my Insta360 ONE X2 and I took photos in HDR mode. And again, the HDR mode on that is quite good. You can get a little bit of ghosting. It's better than, than most though, because it has quite good stabilization. So that sort of takes care of the ghosting. And it meant when I got back home, I could show my family, this is what it looks like in the shard. This is what it's like when you go up the shard as well. You can see there's all these people. You can see there's a bar here, there's a bar there. There's this, there's those stairs. This is the view you get. This is what I could see. This is who I was with. I was able to show that with my 360 camera and I could move around with the photo. It wasn't worth taking um, video footage. And a couple of places we went, I just took some 360 photos. I managed to mess it up in a couple of places. So I took a 360 photo, but it wasn't taken in 3D. It was sort of taken as, as the 2D version. And that was a shame because it meant, because I messed it up, I couldn't reframe it later and get the optimum position. So basically I went to Buckingham Palace, I held my um, 360 camera up and I took a photo. And it meant I could get above the crowds and stuff and I was hoping I could reframe it later didn't really work when I was at the Gherkin I took a 360 photo I put it on my selfie stick and I held it up so that meant that my hand wasn't in it because one of the problems you have is if you're taking a photo and you're just using the button your hand's really close and your hand doesn't stitch right and your hand looks massive and you might want to go for that but probably you don't you also I'm also a bit wary of putting my 360 camera down on the ground or somewhere else or attaching it to a, a raining or something simply because if it gets knocked over, it's gonna get damaged. They're very easy to damage 360 cameras. So I wasn't really keen on doing that. So when I went to the Gherkin, I used my selfie stick, I held it up. And when I reframed that, when I got home, I had a really excellent tiny planet. I had myself, my friend, and we had lots of the London, um, tourist attraction sites there we had brilliant blue skies we had the, the river thames it was excellent and i thought i forgot how much i love 360 photo and videography um and i was just reminded yesterday how much how useful it is how easy it is and if you just go that little bit further by bringing a selfie stick or you just you just you sort of one of the, th I'm struggling to get articulate what I mean here, but one of the things that's really nice is it's easy. You press a button, it's all automated. You can't go wrong, but if you want, and you get a really good photo, but if you want that perfect photo, you just need something to put it down and something to trigger it. Or you just need a selfie stick. So to get the perfect photo with a camera, with a traditional camera, you might need to turn up at sunrise or be there late in the day. So if I want an excellent picture of Buckingham Palace with my traditional camera or my phone, I'd have to turn up when no one's there because the problem with tourist attraction is visitors spoil the photo or I'd have to take a tripod and take numerous photos and then using an averaging, get rid of all the people, which is another way you can do it. No, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen on my trip. But with 360, 
I can get a pretty good image just by pressing it. And I can get a really good image just by being ever so slightly more awkward by putting out a selfie stick and looking an idiot or holding it up and triggering it with my phone and looking up at the right time or setting a self timer. So it's worth that trade off of looking an idiot for a few seconds to get the perfect 360 photo. And I don't think I did do that trade off yesterday, but it reminded me when I was editing, oh, if I'd just done it this way, if I just brought a little tripod or, and I just put it down and I just framed the shots and stepped back and triggered it or put a timer on, I would have had an amazing photo. Um, but I'll learn next time. So I'm really keen to be going back into London and doing more 360 stuff, actually, because I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the images I got at the end. So if I do it again, I'll probably take my other 360 camera that is more geared towards photography. So basically, I took two very small cameras that you can always have on you, a 360 camera and a smartphone, which I would always have on me anyway. And I was mobile and I got exactly what I want, which makes photography fun, not lugging gear around and still getting the images you want is what makes photography fun. You could also very easily vlog with this 360 camera. I took the Insta360 1 X2, not the 1R. You just hold it upright. I hate seeing people vlogging with their phone in portrait. But with the 360 camera, you hold it in portrait, you press a button and you can do vlogging and you can do 360 with it. It works much better on a selfie stick because then that massive hand disappears, as I've said before. But yeah, great little device. I thoroughly recommend it. And if you are a tourist or you're going somewhere, that is the one to take with you. Anyway, thank you. Goodbye.